0: And then there was one game left of major football. And, yes, I put major in air quotes uh, because half our pod thinks that after Sunday, there are no more college f- or game football games left to be played. But, nope, the FCS is playing in the spring, and that starts up later this month.
1: Good teaser.
0: Thanks. Thanks. Um, but don't worry. That's not the only football that is dominating the football world in this neck of the woods. Don't worry, there's no crappy Hulk Hogan impersonation this week. Um, It is Dane's favorite holiday, though, and that is National Signing Day, part two. It's the lesser (laughs) of the two now. Um, It's also kind of a Groundhog's Day special, if you would, just because I tried to obviously do last week's intro, and now I've ruined the joke completely. But anywho, um, today's pod, we're going to be focusing mainly on the Super Bowl, Uh, but before we do, please do press pause, grab your Nebraska lamb, bank snacks, and drinks, and prepare for that deep dive into the Super Bowl. We'll have a little spreadsheet, if you would, of who is definitely going to be the victor. Um, But before we dive
1: in too deep on the spreadsheet, Danny, what's good? Well, what's good is that last week you interrupted your Hulk Hogan impression to tell everyone that you were doing a Hulk Hogan impression, and then this week you interrupted your own joke about how you were going to do the same intro as last week, and then we were going to, at some point, call you out on it, but then you ruined that by uh, announcing your own joke. So Sometimes you can't spoil your own joke. Yeah, I know you're an you're an award winning radio host. I'm um, not award winning podcast host though. That's well, obvious. and you may win awards for podcasting. I don't know if like the like the comedy circuit is probably going to be your your deal. Nah, what do
2: you What do you mean after that good Buccaneers joke? He <laughs> said off off camera. Wasn't his joke though.
1: He got he that was a recycled joke. So. They frown upon that, stealing jokes and then passing <laughs> them off it as your own. Yeah, that's a big thing with old
0: Dane Cook back in the day, wasn't it? <laughs> that he was stealing other people's jokes.
1: Were you guys, Did you guys ever listen to the Dane Cook uh, stand-up things?
0: Oh, yeah. That was back when Comedy Central, like, poured those hour specials out like it was
1: nothing. Yeah. I like some good stand-up comedy. Every once in a while on a road trip, we'll uh, – we'll pop on some Jim again. That's, that's good. Wholesome family fun. But uh, what, what's good for me, I, I actually am privy to a little, I get to make an announcement here, guys. I'm here to announce to the world that our friends at Nebraska land bank uh, have actually are creating their own, their own podcast. And it's going to be released to the world on Monday, February 8th. Uh, so I want to make sure that all our, of our listeners are aware uh, to, to tune in to wherever they get their podcasts on Monday, February eighth, and you can listen to a little um, sounds like a little hometown kind of community based podcast. Uh, they're going to bring in some some members of the community to talk about what's going on around town. Maybe sprinkle in a little uh, a little banking advice or or uh, banking related information. But I'm excited that our friends, our sponsors are, are doing their own podcast and looking forward to listening. So that's my, what's good an an announcement for everybody. That's pretty exciting. Yeah.
2: What's good for you, Kyle? Yeah, that's pretty sweet. That's another podcast that I'll have to, uh, download and try to find some hours of the day to listen to on, on top of the, I don't know, three, four hours that downloads to my phone any other day for, for podcasts. I was uh, down
1: the other day, Kyle, to can you share with the listeners your Bill Simmons podcast
2: stat that you told me the other day? Oh. So Bill Simmons created the the ringer, I don't even know how long ago at this point. I think it's been three, four years ago. And uh, he would he used to always put like the episode number before the start of every podcast. And uh he stopped doing it and it was up to like four or five hundred different podcasts and his podcasts are long they they stretch from anywhere from an hour and a half to, to two hours not unlike ours uh but i i had listened to every single one of them like from this time that the ringer started plus probably i don't know a couple hundred more than he had when he was still at uh still at espn so uh, big Bill Simmons fan. Which was your favorite episode? Uh, 172, I think, was a good one.
1: <laughs> episode I'll 172. To, I'll have to check that one out.
2: I don't know what's more depressing, <laughs> the fact that I I listened to all of those or uh, the fact that I've listened to probably 95% of the Dan Levitard podcast that usually put out about three or at least two and a half hours worth of content. Probably for the last six to seven years. I, it, it's
1: a little frustrating because you and I, I know, are both both big fans of that. And I always want to come over to your classroom and talk to you about something that they were talking about on that given day. Because I just listen to it when I can. Um, yeah. Just whatever's on at the time. And I know that you're, you listen to every single episode. So generally, maybe like anywhere from a couple days to a week behind. So I always have to just tease some things to you. And I can't just go over and, and talk to you about the podcast, but that's kind of admirable Admirable that you are that dedicated of a listener.
2: Yep, yep. I like what I like, but uh, I do have a what's good. It kind of popped in my head late here. Uh, I am just, and this goes back to last week, I'm just extremely happy for Avante Dickerson signing with. Oregon man what a what a great signing for the Ducks and uh, I wish him well that's so that that's my what's good
1: like you were saying last week you love it when our homegrown
2: talent just
1: goes off and does the thing that will make them happy
2: yeah exactly yeah I I did comment uh, to either Danny or or in the the email chain that we have is like uh, I'm I'm still not disappointed that uh, the McCaffrey left but my my disappointment of us not being able to take care of our in-state recruits uh, is apparently still alive and well. <laughs> we got one McCaffrey already landed at Northern
1: Colorado, Andy. What, what, do, you, uh, what do you envision with <laughs> Dylan McCaffrey's career?
0: Well, I mean, at this point, I think Dylan's going to throw a pass to his brother next year, who's going to then throw a pass out of bounds and his dad, who is the head coach, is going to catch it on the sideline. <laughs> old conviction I mean, we saw we saw the old McCaffrey airball a couple throws this year, and so he's got the arm strength to get it out of bounds to where his dad would be calling the plays. So I can envision <laughs> that happening.
1: <clears throat> What's good with Andy?
0: Oh, thanks for asking. Um, if there's one thing I love in this world – more than a lot of other things, it's Big Dally's Deli. It's in Hastings, Ooh. and this last weekend, I got to share that love with uh, a listener of the pod, Danny. Danny, uh, got to spend a few hours, I, you know, all day Saturday. Was it just a Saturday trip? Yep. And in the decent town of Hastings, where Kool-Aid is originally from, uh, created in Hastings, so that's that's the claim to fame fame and Hastings the Kool Aid days and Kool Aid but Dally's maybe the best hidden secret. There's like 60 sandwich options. Uh, you can get nachos of any variety. You can get a lot of different things, and um, they know be know me my, by name. They know my order because I've spent that much money there and that much time there. But um, sharing that love of Dally's with Danny was was really appreciative this year this week. I I enjoyed
1: it. And most importantly you told me the uh, that they served your rehearsal dinner?
0: Yeah, yeah, well, when Maggie and I got married, uh, we had our rehearsal dinner there and we uh, we had it at the downtown uh Dahlia's so it wasn't the one you ate at but we made they are only open to like two or three so they open specially just for the wedding party it's kind of cool.
1: Oh, well, I drove past there. <clears throat> we we were at and if anyone ha- has a child that plays youth basketball that's listening to this you know how it goes you you go to the game we're actually in Adams Adams Central so you go to the game then you usually have a couple hours to spare just time to waste have another game a couple more hours of time to waste so we just drove to Hastings between every game and uh I was texting people I know from Hastings I got good information from Andy how many many people do you know from Hastings uh, one other guy. He's a Saint Cecilia grad. Who's that? Well, I, I don't know if I should say his name on on here, but the last name is Merman. There's there's a there's a bunch of Mermans in Hastings that there uh, are that are Saint Cecilia guys. So all he told me is, are um, they married
2: to the mermaids?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Merman. No, probably not. I guess it never. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since we've had a good movie quote, and that right there is uh is that Zoolander?
3: Zoolander, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is an absolutely underrated movie. That is a great movie. I don't even remember what I was talking about. We drove around <laughs> these things a lot. I actually I actually cause my wife was like, Can you just can you just take us back downtown? I'm like, well, downtown looked like it was like four blocks. So I just, just went back and forth, just driving every every street that goes downtown, drove past St. Cecilia, drove past the downtown dallys, swooped into Eileen's there. Oh, God, that's um, a beautiful place. Cookies for days. But the only thing that, uh, that Merman told me was basically he doesn't really like Hastings and Kool-Aid was invented there. <laughs> that was... So I got better tips from Andy. We did go to Big Dally's. I tried one of the 60 sandwiches, tried to talk one of my kids into doing the nachos. Um, It was quite an event. And we parked right across the street from Duncan Field, which is my background tonight. If you were in the Zoom, you'd you'd see it. Uh, And Andy, it's not only Duncan Field, right? Don't they call it (laughs) something else around those parts?
0: Yeah, uh, Andy Land. Um, I used to roam the grass out there of, of Duncan Field, and I heard a few people refer to it as Andy Land. Um, I Why don't know if that? it's catching on. Um, I just played a lot of baseball there, and my name's Andy, you know. <laughs> and it kind of arrived with Candy Land. I thought, was, I thought it was self-explanatory there, Danny, but, yeah. you know.
1: Yeah, there was. I, I did here over the fence out to right field there was a little area that was just worn out where it looked like a guy had just sort of been standing around for years so maybe that's yeah. where that name came from
0: yeah well it's it, yeah um, they they tried to resod it but it just <laughs> that hole just is permanently there from standing but Brandon well thanks for letting me be, be part of your part of your what's good I appreciate that anything for you there Danny Brandon thank you
3: wrap us up
0: what's good with you my man
3: well, got some good things going on. Some big news, earth-shattering type of news. So I brought some little artifacts here to uh, kind of take us up to the point when this was. This this is a cartridge of for the Super Nintendo that uh is for Bill Walsh College Football. It was released in 1993 with the 1992 roster. So it has a uh, Tommy Fraser and I can't remember who the other quarterback was. He was a senior, um, and, like, he started the year, and then Tommy Frazier kind of took over later. I can't remember who it was now. Running back was Keith Jones, end zone Brooke Jones. Behringer. No, it wasn't Brooke Beringer. It was a senior at the time. But uh, I can't remember. Uh, but anyway, Keith end zone Jones, pretty good in the game. And uh, this game had about 30-something teams in it. Some of them were like Nebraska and then like 1983 Nebraska, you know. And then there was other notable teams like uh, South Bend, you know, and uh, (laughs) Tallahassee University and College Station and State College. And it was back in the day before they had licensing for all the teams, so they had generic names and stuff. And at an early time, EA Sports with Bill Walsh College Football Figured out a way to get around, you know, having to use actual names of players. So there's that. 1994, NCAA football made by Mindscape. Mindscape. This one here didn't have rosters on it. It was far inferior to the Bill Walsh one, but it was kind of fun. And uh, so this is, this is the all Super Nintendo of the original NCAA football. Another year or two later, we had college football national championships, two for uh, Sega Sports right there, which would then turn into 2K Sports. And so this one here, it actually had a narrator who would uh, announce the plays and all that kind of stuff. Not bad, had some teams on there, but nothing great until... 1996, Christmas time, when I was visiting family in Scotts Bluff, Nebraska, and was at the big old mall in Scotts Bluff. Walking by one of the stores, look up, see they had some Super Nintendo, had another one, and they had College Football USA 97 with Tommy Fraser on the cover. But uh, it was Scott Frost, current Nebraska head coach speaking of people who were in state and went elsewhere, but then he came back to his came back to his roots and uh twice. You could
1: you he could re yeah. yeah he did. I bet Kyle was so happy when he did that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was, I was in pretty state excited. recruits
1: returning home.
3: This game had all hundred and eleven division one a teams and it had all the BCS bowl games. Pretty big deal for the all Uh, For the old Super Nintendo roster on there and all that kind of stuff. Some time goes on. And then one time I was walking in a store, look over at the game, do a double take again. And for PlayStation, NCAA Game Breaker 99 with none other than Scott. A lot of people think it's Eric Crouch, but that's Scott Frost on the cover, even though Eric Crouch had played more recently. But Scott Frost was on the cover of that game. And you had all the teams. You had you had Keith Jackson. Whoa, Nelly. As the announcer on that game. That was pretty cool. And uh, I don't know if this one still works or not. And then later on, I kind of got away from the game breaker and NCAA football. NCAA football 2004, one of my favorite games. NCAA football 2006. I have this one here. And then we had NCAA football uh 2014 and uh speaking of nebraska quarterbacks we had a guy named sam Keller who came and decide one day i'm just gonna have there not be a college football video game anymore because (laughs) there was a quarterback who was at arizona state and now a person with that same attributes is in the nebraska roster even though that quarterback on the nebraska roster was like a 90 something overall and didn't fumble the ball every time he was touched And uh, all this other crap, you know, Uh, he he apparently thought because the number matched in the height and weight and that kind of stuff, they were using his likeness. So uh, QB number five or QB number seven, you know, and Joey Gans was in the game, supposedly. And, you know, Joey Gans wasn't rated as high as Sam Keller when clearly Joey. So there's you know, it could be a little disparity both ways. But then one day they said, you know what, there's not going to be any more college football. And I was like, what the heck? I've been playing these college football games since the 1990s on the old Super Nintendo. What's going to happen with this? Surely, surely this can't go on. And then uh, it did. There was no college football. And every, every time it'd be like, oh, April 1st, college football. So, oh, April Fool with people's little April Fool's online jokes. And then yesterday, was it yesterday, Andy, two days ago? Uh Yeah, Yesterday. not April 1st. Not April yes, 1st. Yeah, and he comes into my room. He has his phone. Oh, you got to see this. You got it. You're never going to believe it. You're never going to. And I was thinking like, is today some other kind of punk people day that we're falling? Do I get well, my Groundhog hopes day. up again? I mean, yeah, it could have been Groundhog Day, a Groundhog Fool joke. And uh <laughs> so I wasn't sure if if it was going to be real or not. And then you did, uh, ESPN and then EA tweets it out and i thought well maybe somebody hacked their account danny woodhead tweets out and he's like what are you kidding me all excited and then uh pretty soon i was like this might be happening ea sports announces the return of ncaa football the video game like i remember being in college playing this game ncaa football 2004 i was I'm going to say now was the greatest player in the entire world in our dynasty, uh, Penn state. I took this team, oh, here we go. a lowly star and I brought in a recruit with the name of Scott Watts, a running back 99 speed, 99 acceleration, 99 agility, 99 overall Won a Heisman trophy two years, two other years. He got hurt like in the third game. Cause I would run the wishbone as, with him as my quarterback and uh, rack up the yards and everything and try to get games where Scott Watts would throw for a touchdown, rush for a touchdown, put him in and throw it to him. Little spider two white banana to Scott Watts and get him as many touchdowns as I, in different ways as I could. And uh, really we, we brought five national championships to Penn state in an unprecedented time. And I just like thinking of this game, coming back at, Helps me reminisce about the game, and I know Kyle has some fond memories about this series as well.
1: If I can just interject here, can you guys believe like it was a high of sixty degrees today, and by Monday the high is only going to be like nine? Like this weather, you guys, I can't believe. Perfect yeah. so-
3: soccer weather there, Danny.
1: Yeah, just, it's
3: like it's like when we had I love NCAA about the football. Weather. And then uh, we didn't have NCAA football. Life is full of peaks and valleys.
2: Yeah, yeah we can
1: talk about the weather or your guys' NCAA football teams. Yeah. i will be equally interested in either one.
2: Yeah, just, just because Danny didn't have a life and, and didn't have the joys of, of playing these college football games, uh, don't let him get you down because, I, honestly, I, I told these guys, besides maybe Halo 3, I've not spent more time playing any other game than the NCAA football franchise. Started off on a PlayStation 2 that my friend let me borrow because uh, he got a new one. And we started at that point, it, it wasn't even online. We had to ride our bikes and, and run back and forth to each other's houses, handing back the, the, the memory card. card. Yep, same. Uh, to play so, our, our dynasty. Real quick, did you have to
0: cross time zones, too? Because that would add to the story.
2: No, we live Hopefully. in the same town. Oh, okay. But, uh, no, my my first dynasty was uh, I was playing with Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, Oklahoma, and uh, it was a year that I'd be able to find his name, but they had an athletic quarterback one year, and they moved him to wide receiver the next year. But not in my franchise. I moved him back to quarterback, and he was like, you're super fast. Won a couple of national a championships. Could have been. Is McCaffrey before McCaffrey. But had him go, had, had the Oklahoma dynasty going, and then when, when it started going online, we got really sophisticated. We got really, really deep into it. Uh, I had a run with, uh, with Georgia Tech, with Jonathan Dwyer, where I won back-to-back national championships, running the flex bone. Uh, and back-to-back Heisman. So uh, who knew that 10 years, 12 years down the line, I'd be, I'd be coaching a team running the flex bone where all of that triple option stuff just came back to me. But the one game, and I, I swear this, this game changed my life. Uh, my freshman year of college, I can't remember what year it was, but it was, uh, it was the year that uh, Tim Tebow was on the cover of NCAA. Uh, Oh wait, no, it wasn't Tim Tebow. It was the one when Michael Crabtree was on the cover because Tim Tebow was still in the game. I played with Florida nonstop, and It was my freshman year of college and my ability to play that game got me to such high levels of popularity at Shatton State College that I would, I used to always claim that I was top five a uh, white non-athlete that went to in that year because I was good at NCAA football. My my the room to a, or the door to our dorm room was always open and people would see me playing it. And every guy on the football team would walk up and say, No, I you can't be that good at this game. Like I'm I'm the best. I'm the best. So like they would play me, I would beat them, and then the next day, like two more people would come. like, and the, everybody would say, like, are you the kid they say is uh, is good at NCAA? I'd be like, yeah, I'm okay. Like, no, I'm better than you. And oh, no so joke. Yeah, you know, I, I played probably 75% of the Shadow State football team that year, and I beat every single one of them. Uh, kind of earned their respect. Um, but uh, I was, like I said, top five non-athlete white kid that went to school at Shadow State. Uh, it changed my college career. Uh, not, I, was, I, was started, I started to get invited to parties just because they knew me. Uh, I got to hang oh out with all these, all, these, all these people. It changed my life. I, I got into a higher social uh, level than I ever would had that NCAA football game not been invented.
3: Everything you just said, I feel the same happened to me in the earlier 2000s. Like something about that game in Shattern State College, and just
1: you guys know they make video games so that everyone can be successful at them, right? Like they don't make video games that only one person at an entire college is
2: going to be good at. So, why was I the only one that wins and everybody I played was losing?
1: Because in your mind, in your little world, you're the only one that wins. You go two dorm rooms over, there's probably that same dude. We would have dorm. You probably did too. Dorm
3: tournaments, like where people yeah. go down, go to the red room in Kent, and people come in, bringing their paddle, looking to make a name for themselves, you know. And then you'd beat it, and I'd say, "You, you want you know to come in here? You want to try to take the on the champion?"
1: Actual fun stuff. And
3: then I would say, "Welcome to hell. Welcome to hell." And then uh, you, you just, you couldn't lose. Yeah, you, you just couldn't. You kept playing you'd watch people throw down their controller pieces flying up, shrapnel getting in their eye from frustration. And it's like, I, I tried to warn you. I tried to help you out, you know, and.
2: Well, Brandon, let's, let's just pump the brakes here because apparently we have, we have hours and hours worth of stories of of Danny called doing nothing but partying and and, uh, getting with women and all this stuff, all 24 hours of the day. So he's (laughs) right. Our, our stories and our, our past was NCAA football, <laughs> football would be far inferior to, to Danny and in the, in the crazy times at uh, the University of Nebraska. I
1: mean, I had, like, classes, like an average of between 15 to 18 credit hours of classes also. That's where yeah. I iced
3: my thumbs.
2: Yeah. You know? <laughs> and and thumbs somehow, Danny, class. you were dedicated to your life as as a college student going to classes and i was playing these video games and somehow some way we ended 20 feet apart from each other every single day (laughs) teaching at the same school at the as i will
1: say you know what in all seriousness i will say that after after hearing that testimonial that my opinion of you is exactly the same as it was 10 (laughs) minutes ago
2: (laughs) no no and then like, all joking aside, like, I've met some of my best friends from college. No, Poland it's not a joke, man. It's real life. Because I've played them in that video game. Like, my friend Don. <laughs> Name him. Don. My friend Donald <laughs> Oliver. Uh, he, was, he was from Pasadena, so he was always playing with the USC Trojans. And at first, he just came by my room and played me one time, and I beat him. And none of you guys know this guy, but he might be one of the more Intimidating looking guys that you've ever seen before. And like, it can't be more intimidating than you sitting in your dorm room playing video games when people walk in. Just wait. Just wait. Uh, But no, I beat him once. And then it was like, it was no joke. He could not go through his day knowing that he had lost me. So then I played him again and I beat him. And he would come by day after day after day. And I beat him like 10 straight days. And then, like I said, it was a budding friendship after that. And like I said, he's uh, still one of my best friends. Uh, and it all started over NCAA football. There's, not a, there's no way that he and I would have ever crossed paths or actually spent any time with each other had I not been extremely good at NCAA, uh, whatever it was, 2011. Podcast listener,
3: Ryan Morgan, who lives in Houston, Texas. Same thing. I was playing NCAA football in my dorm room. He walked by. He had a friend who lived on the same floor. And he's like, what do you play? Oh, is this college football in here? A little NCAA football? And I said, yeah. And he's like, mind if I play? I was like, you bet. And we were playing. And during the heat of the moments, I would fumbled a ball and the tight game, lost the ball. And I just picked up this tape dispenser in my room and threw it, not even paying attention where it went, almost hitting his head. And he like ducks out of the way. It smashes against the wall. And uh, he looked at me and was like, dude. And then uh, years later, we were both in each other's weddings, both groomsmen in each other's <coughs> weddings, still talk to this days from Ogallala originally and, and one of my best friends ever. And we met over NCAA football.
1: You guys you guys are describing what could be some, some great like Super Bowl commercials. They could either be like the dramatic ones or like the ones that turn funny. Like these are these are great commercial ideas. EA sports and I when will they say bring that, it back,
3: we should be in these commercials and they should have yeah. people like us talking about how how it changed us.
1: No, I do think it's awesome. And I when I scrolled past that on Twitter the other day, I thought it was pretty sweet because even though I I never played the game. And in actuality, it was because I was terrible at it. Um, I think it's awesome that, that it's coming back. the last The last the last video game that I was super into was actually uh, on Sega Genesis, Bill Walsh's College Football. So I played I played that game all the time, and I kind of it was the same one that you held up, but it was on Sega. Nice. And I kind of remember Washington. I think they it was pull is is University of Washington and Pullman. Yep. That's I no, think it was uh,
3: Washington State, right?
1: Yeah, one of those teams was really good that I and I played with them a lot. That I just think it's funny to me because every one of you guys that think you're the most legendary NCAA football player, you all have like claim to fame where I took teams such and such and we won such and such national championships, and everyone always throws out a different Georgia Tech or somebody. Like that, like no one has done this in the history of video games. I took the University of North Carolina to seven straight NCAA championships. I bet you, Andy's Andy, I think still even has a dynasty that he plays with right well, now. It's probably hey, it's like Wake Forest or something.
0: No, you didn't even let me fit. You didn't even let me talk. I no. did not do that though. Um, what we would always do uh, the game with Larry Fitzgerald was at two thousand five. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald was on it when he was at Pittsburgh. And we, uh, that was a game where a buddy and I would just play defense only. We'd sim the offense. We just played defense only. And uh, I played safety and he played corner. And like we had a tip interception where I tipped it and he caught it or vice versa. And that kind of spawned this idea where we only played defense. And so that was in 2005 and up through 2014. Uh, we'd have our own dynasty where we only played defense. Whether we won or lost, it was strictly because the offense was controlled by the computer and we either gave up a ton of points or we shut them out. But um, I'm we sure weren't you know playing it wins championships. Defense. And that's you yeah. know but we weren't, you know, the DNs just trying to get a ton of sacks or the linebackers blitzing every time. We were all about interceptions and we'd have like battles to see who would have more interceptions. And um, now we kinda of do that with Madden, but now that NCAA is back, it'll be hopefully a little bit of an online deal, but hopefully it doesn't lose the essence of what made NCAA NCAA. Can,
1: can we talk about how it's actually going to work? <laughs> and, and you know what? Brandon teased it a little bit ago when he was talking about the April Fool's jokes. I really thought that when, when the Huskers did their vir- virtual red-white game and they kept teasing, like, you know, some big surprise, I thought it was going to be somehow, like, we fans could get on and play you know, the game. And I thought maybe that was going to be the return of it, but I don't know. What do you think the actual, the the legal aspects of it is, is going to be like,
3: I think to make it work, obviously they'll have to get licensing from hopefully like the conferences uh, because then they don't have to work with each school separately, you know, and then they're going to have to kind of do like what uh, Doug Flutie did just to when you start a dynasty or when you start a season, it's a total randomly generated roster, you know, but then the users can go in and change, you know, what that they want to change. So I think it'll be fairly customizable, but I think the basis is it has to have some kind of randomly generated roster to start with.
1: Now we get to see that.
0: Uh, They are working with their, like, licensing company that they did the previous time, or maybe it's not the one they did before, but with the licensing committee that works with the NCAA, and it is coming out in, like, a year, two, three years. And so by that point, the uh, national letter of intent and all that's the pay for play and whatnot is hopefully at least in a direction where, A, they're going to have rosters because they've worked out some – negotiation or B, like brandon says can to be totally random but and they
3: and they could include like certain players you know what i mean like if there's some that say you know because i don't know if they'll go through and license every player if it gets legal to do it all but um i think they'll yeah but <clears throat> at some time they'll have even you know at least classic players you know like where you could be Tim Tebow or, or, you know, kind of like a Madden ultimate team, but college or something. Yeah.
2: The biggest thing that they want to make sure is that they have the stadiums, the school songs, the traditions they said in a lot of the articles, but what Brandon said is probably going to be right unless big things change in terms of the pay for players and stuff like that. But like, it'll all be random to start with. But just like they do in Madden, just like they did back then, there's going to be some crazy people out there that go through and create every roster to match perfectly. And then it's going to be just like it is normally. They won't. And like I said, th- those people actually should get paid. Like, it, I know some people put Venmo's out there like, hey, you don't have to. But if you download it, it'd be nice to get some, some stuff back for it. But – the, the game itself won't mirror the the actual team like it used to, but all it's going to be is a quick download uh, from some username, and you're going to have all the names and, and and look as much like them as, as you possibly can. Now, and kind of add to that, that's still what happens. Uh,
0: so I have a dynasty that I start every August. So I have like five or six dynasties going right now. And so, like, and I always start with the Huskers. So, like, I'm the offensive coordinator for the Huskers. And so, this year I had Taylor Martinez – or not Taylor. Yeah, Taylor Martinez. No, Adrian Martinez. Right, Adrian Martinez. And Luke McCaffrey. Oh, um, right, you got so many
1: dynasties, I can't keep track of them.
0: I know. But uh, it's also kind of fun, though, because they have the team builder built in. And so, I always add in, like, the North Dakota States and stuff like that, too. Um, they aren't as accurate because they are limited to when they are created. But it's just kind of fun them customize them and take out texas state and put in teams that you know i like
3: kyle did you make saturn back in the day
2: i i never did um when i got to college like i would still like the dynasty i i still have with my friends we would always do that and and they always wanted to to keep it as real as possible uh and then at college it was just more of the the head-to-head matchups instead of Creating any sort of dynasty, wouldn't I? get
3: a dynasty with Shattern and all. Listener Tyson Cromie was on my uh, Shattern State Eagle team for, uh, for a year there.
1: Long snapper.
3: I think I'd put him back to running back. I'd but was he you know, listed at five eight and two fifteen or was he? I don't know. I just went on the old Shattern roster thing and kind of put in. I did download
2: that. it one time just to see it when I was up there and just to be like, oh man. playing with the guys that I know.
1: (laughs) Andy, was that a humble brag when you just casually dropped that you have five or six dynasties?
0: No, I just – I download the new roster every year, and I was just building off Kyle's deal where there's people that continuously update them. And so, like, when you have a Heisman race, it a lot of times will match what you see on Tuesdays. Uh, after the week and things like that. So it's, I, that's I, nothing about Humble Brag.
1: I just, what? I still okay. play the game. Let's I still just, download let's the do newest this.
0: rosters and I hope that
1: continues. Andy, how many national championships do you have in your career? I I don't even know. I don't. Too many to count. Brandon, how many do you have in your career?
3: <laughs> Too many. I'd have to be Too like an octopus Kyle, with several Kyle, more temples. How many do you tentacles?
1: have in your
2: career? I, I'd say 10. So
1: you're obviously the loser around here. Yeah. That makes – it means we have two of the greatest NCAA football players in the history of the world right here on this
2: podcast.
0: Kyle, what were you going to add? Let's, let's just move oh. on.
2: Yeah. Uh, the biggest – Like a lot the weirdest, of the
1: snow melted today because it was so warm.
2: But they, the, they, the weirdest part nice is, is, the next is Danny hasn't played video games since 1995. That's the weirdest part. <laughs> he he's been around in like the evolution of video games and he, he hasn't decided to ever hop on it uh but here and this would well, be my obviously, last I mean
1: why would that be like if i don't play any video games ever it's not because i'm so talented that i just retired from from the game like at my peak
2: probably cuz you were always just too busy getting laid apparently <laughs> do you know do you know yes. why i retired <laughs> Here, here's my last comment about it i remember and it was a
1: podcast for kids
2: on ncaa 14 <laughs> uh i remembered every every year you turn it on and you just be blown away by the graphics like oh my god it's like we're in memorial stadium like i can see my see like when i go to games i'm right there and then during the pandemic a, a popular thing to do was to to fire up some old consoles and, and play some games. And so I did that with NCAA and now you're so used to playing like the, the current Maddens and you, you turn that game on and it just blows your mind on how just terrible the graphics were. And in the moment you're like, Oh my God, it's like, it's like we're there. And I can't wait to just like Memorial stadium. I can't wait to, to see what the graphics look like in a stadium now that the graphics are where they're at,
1: plus Nebraska it, will be has it gotten National better Champions since Bill Walsh's college football.
2: Yeah, it's actually not just the overhead where you just see little circles running around.
1: You could change the camera angle on that, though. Even if on, you Bill go on the settings, there's settings you can change around.
2: It's
1: pretty cool. I like Bill
2: oh. Walsh. No, I'm I'm excited for it to come back. The the only buzzkill was like you, you started seeing all these things like NCAA football is back and then like in small print right underneath of it, but definitely not this year. And we don't know the date yet. So <laughs> I guess in a perfect world, it's not this college football season, but uh, summer of what would it be 2022? Hopefully it's coming out.
0: Well, and we've, especially as a Sing Second podcast, when we have our own bowl game in this uh, Canadian version of a college football game, like we've had all these Twitter pop-ups of, hey, this independent group's building it, and then it fell through. And then Maximum Football came out, and it's a shell of what a 19, or early 2000s games would even be. And so to have an EA-backed game, now obviously people are going to hate on Madden, and now they're going to hate on NCAA like they did every year. But, like, just to have a, the big name, the big brand back in
2: it, I think at least gives it the most credence. Kyle? Yeah, then this is just an additional story that popped in my head and just how important this game was to me and my, my friends back in the old hometown of Cody, Nebraska. Um, there was – whenever the release date was, it was always at the end of summer, either end of July, beginning of August – uh, and we left uh cody because the closest place that had a 24-hour walmart was Shadron. we left cody at about 10 30 11 o'clock one night drove all the way to Shadron, uh bought the game at midnight, midnight and then drove release. back home yep so uh rolled home at about two o'clock just had a blast doing it um so danny it's not just the actual video video game part of it it's uh Part of my childhood and uh, part of some of my <clears throat> my deepest friendships that I still have today.
1: Oh, my! So here's when I retired from video games. Is, when Pong uh, came out? Oh, is that an old joke? Yeah. I, well, here's an old joke. You probably never played uh, 007 Goldeneye on 64? 64.
2: Of course yeah. we did. Yeah. Of course like, we what? did.
1: Okay, how old, like, how, what grade were you in when you were really into that game? Uh, like third grade. Yeah. So <laughs> I was a ju- I was a junior in high school, and it was after my Bill Walsh's college football era, and I just, I don't know, I lost interest in video games, but all my friends would get together and have, like, these all-night, like, bond, like, parties, I guess, and I would go hang out with them, and every time I'd try to play, I'd just get killed immediately and that's when I retired from video games. So I, I would just go and, and hang out with, with the rest of my cool friends. Just, they were all becoming world famous with their video game skills, and I was just bound to just be a, a school teacher. So, but don't you kind of blame the
0: lack of uh, fun, if you would, was when Papa Whitney told you, Danny, it's time to grow up, and do some work and stop having fun. Like I remember a story where you blatantly said your dad told you to grow up and stop having this
1: childish fun. Yeah, earlier today he <laughs> told me that. <laughs> <laughs> I said I was going to go re- record a podcast, and then I had to explain to him to them again, like how you could download it if you ever wanted to listen to the podcast that I've been doing for a year. Um, and then- over a
3: year. <laughs> it's going to be a thing when we're all older and we're, you know, our kids are sending us off to retirement homes and I'll be like, I don't really care what the place is, but it needs to have like Xbox Live or it has to have <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like it has to have a steady connection. So <laughs> that's all I really care about. You and know? I
0: hardwire into the
2: wall because yeah, of those... yeah.
3: none of this has, has
2: to have an open net
0: but there is a real game being played this weekend uh brandon re, uh referenced last week a senior bowl game that no one could watch because it's on the nfl network and no one really played very well um but the super bowl is this sunday uh, the old tampa bay buccaneers playing in their own stadium they they announced today that they would not fire off the cannons when they score. You know, our respect for uh, the the Kansas state Chiefs there. But Brandon, you have a scientific methodology, if you would, of how you're gonna pick this game. We'll go into what this spreadsheet's all about.
3: So, to our listeners, if you have not yet watched the 2021 Super Bowl stop and you don't want it ruined like stop listening now and pause this podcast wait till after it's over and then you can listen 2041 or
0: 2021
3: 2021
0: Uh, i thought i heard 2041 i was like dude you've mapped this out 20 years that's impressive
1: no well maybe i did say forty-one. he just needs more tabs on his spreadsheet i need (laughs) a
3: i need a couple more tabs some more sheets down at the bottom uh, so I put together a little analytics thing I saw I was doing a little research on different ways people predict games and found a couple models that I liked. So I kind of, it was actually based off of uh, one that's kind of for multi sports and stuff. And uh, I put together a spreadsheet. We're going to do this activity in my Infotech 2 class. Uh, so they can kind of look at this too. And uh, here's what they happen. putting money down. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably try to gamble, I guess. Is that, a, is that all right? <laughs> or is there a rule against that? Some kind of rule against that now?
2: No, this will be the you... real test
1: if, if anyone listened to this podcast, <laughs> if you incriminated yourself or not. <laughs> That's right.
3: Step one, make it rain. All right. So anyway, uh, we're putting together this spreadsheet and – Here's the thing, it's I should have printed it off and brought it with me, but I remember the results. There's a 51% chance that Tampa Bay wins the Super Bowl. There, and this is assuming that both teams each score less than 84 points. Okay, because I didn't want to keep going down forever. So oh, if it, if it's like 85 to 86, all bets are off. But if it's underneath 84 to 84 and running the possibility of every thing that could possibly happen if every team scores one point two point three all the way down through 84. You have a 51% chance that um Tampa Bay wins and you have a 43% chance that Kansas City wins, which gives us like six percentage of margin of error. So even if we're off six percent or tie, then I for the tie that's what one thing i wasn't too sure about so in the tie then i go back to the original to the original thing And 51 still greater than 43% and even if you give them the 6% to get them up to 49% it's not enough it's not enough it's called the tom brady quotient quotient i made that up but uh it's just uh, it's a formula that's on there so that's what's going to happen i'm going uh, Tampa Bay is going to win that defense is too good and uh, Andy Reid is overrated and uh, they're wanker fans they're uh, they are <laughs> going to be super sad they're going to be crying and saying man oh man I wish we I wish we didn't have Andy Reid blowing the game with this ridiculous play calling and I think in Hawaiian uh, shirts in his Hawaiian shirts god that guy just really he's getting under my nerves
0: He's permanently coaching the Pro Bowl, even at the Super
3: Bowl. <laughs> yeah, it's multi. It's his Pro Bowl shirt too. But I think uh, Tampa Bay just looks too good. Tom Brady, too good. Defense, too good. That's my pick. What do you guys all think?
2: Kyle, go ahead. Well, in our our little pool here, I got the I got the Buccaneers that I that Leo drew me out of the hat. So. Uh, at least for that purpose, I'm rooting for the Buccaneers. I would, I would still like to claim that if the Buccaneers did win, I, I would at least be able to have somewhat of an argument that the team that I cheer for, uh, is still, or could be argued as the best team in the NFL, since they actually still lead the season matchup two to one with two impressive victories. Um, and I, and I am going to go with the Buccaneers. I, I actually am hoping against it, but predicting it to happen because uh, because of the, the Saints rivalry. But I'd like to see the Nebraska guys on defense win a Super Bowl. And I think it's a big deal that uh, at the worst time of the year, uh, Kansas City lost its left tackle. Plus, they'll be out another offensive lineman. Uh, so uh i'm i'm going with the buccaneers as well i
1: don't i i hate to say it but i don't think it can get this far and not have the story be tom brady when it's all over i want i want it to be pat patrick mahomes but i actually think he might still be a little bit injured and um now with sounds, the neck
0: the turf toe
1: yeah the turf toe which i think is limiting <laughs> uh i i really do i I think he's not gonna be able to do the normal things that he does with the turf toe. And I just think I, I as much as I want the story to be Mahomes, even though you know what I think about Chiefs fans. Um, <laughs> what was the word you use, Danny? I think they're kind of wankers. <laughs> and I don't know, I just it doesn't it doesn't get this far without it and ending with Tom Brady being cheesy holding up the trophy at the end it's going to be super annoying i won't i'll turn it off this will be one of the super bowls that when when the final whistle blows i'll just turn it off i don't want to i don't want to watch all the celebrating or all the just general dorkiness that happens
3: golf channel i
1: think i i think i'm i think i'm rooting for the chiefs not not a huge rooting interest just a general game interest i think doing some of the prop bets will be fun um yeah so my my pick's tampa bay i i'm honestly not that excited about either team but i'm excited for the super bowl
3: who's
1: gonna be I a think, sweep andy are you gonna go on on the bucks too or
0: i don't know i think that's one of the tough things about this is tampa bay has a pretty dang good defense in their offense they ha- they seemingly have a ton of weapons but it's almost like too many weapons to get like a rhythm of who's gonna dominate um, for a while there Cameron brait was their top target um, who I don't think would start on a lot of teams at tight end but uh, Kansas City obviously you know what you're gonna get because of Tyree kill and Clyde Alaires healthy even though I think Williams looked better at running back the last couple of weeks um,
1: Travis I don't know I
0: just it'll be interesting to see how many punts there are because even though both offenses are elite and both defenses are pretty good, how often are they going to punt because they're going to be in favorable position all, all game long. And so um, they say, you know, cha- defense wins championships, but offense certainly gets you there. And I think a, a good offense anymore in this league is uh, is going to be what overpowers you. And I, I don't know. Uh, Kyle mentioned that they're going to have a lineman out, right? couple linemen out. Kansas City, sorry. I think I just said they, like we you know who they is, but
2: well, because uh, it's your
0: team because the family is all Chiefs. That's fans. right, and Leo let me pick the the Wankers of Kansas City. So <laughs> if, if Chiefs ever is offensive then they can be the Kansas City Wankers and it'll be just fine.
1: But Actually I think I think the Washington football team already trademarked that. The WW, the Washington Wankers <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thanks for the visual. <laughs> uh, so, anywho, so are we picking a game here, Andy, or what? I don't know. I'm talking. Andy's
1: circles. doing what Andy does. He just kind of goes back and forth. Stall tactics. To really to Stall tactics.
2: Brandon literally told you with statistics that it's essentially a coin flip. So I know. Well, I mean, and, the Chiefs are a three
1: and a half point favorite, though. So uh, and all and the they playing. People in Vegas are telling you that the Chiefs are
0: favored. I know, and they're playing at Tampa Bay, where the host of WrestleMania is this year. At Tampa Bay, that's got to equate in there somewhere into the formula, Brandon. I don't know what you're doing, um, but I gotta take the Chiefs.
1: To be the nice. man, you gotta beat the man, and Kansas City's on top. I'm gonna. I'll take the Chiefs also as my second team. <laughs> that's good, Dave. That's Thank that's you. good. Thanks.
0: Now, Kyle, I think you mentioned it last week. Pepsi and a couple other big companies, Budweiser, are Budweiser, and isn't wasn't there one more that aren't having
2: commercials this year? Well, I although two big ones I heard was Coke and, and Budweiser. Pepsi might be, but it's also the Pepsi halftime show. <laughs> uh, but uh, Coke and Budweiser are not. I, I I don't know if they're not having. I think they're having commercials, but the commercials will be based around COVID relief and that sort of thing. So you won't probably see the Clydesdales hauling Budweiser. My guess would be you see the Clydesdales hauling uh, medical supplies to New York City um, in a a similar moving commercial that they had shortly after 9-11 when they when they drug the Clydesdales to New York City, so I don't know. It's it's cliche to say, but I, I honestly do like watching the the Super Bowl commercials because you get to see the creatives at work. I know a couple of years ago uh, they were all pretty disappointed because they were really deep and really heavy, and obviously with everything that's gone on this past year, I would assume it's going to be much of the same although I, I would prefer them to go 180 and try to just make them hilarious to kind of give people something to laugh at. But uh, I'm still invested in the commercials. I like all the, the websites that put out like the top 10 Super Bowl commercials of all time, and you get to see the Budweiser Frogs and the Mean Joe Green uh, Coke commercial uh, all, all of those are fun to watch every year.
0: Jim and a last closing thoughts on the old Super Bowl Cause she, I think half of us either watch the game or watch it for the commercials. And since we kind of touched base on
2: both. Yeah. Danny, throw some of your, your favorite prop bets out where we're having a little contest. I know we won't be able to go through all of them on here. It'll be more of, of bragging rights after after the fact. Uh, but Danny found a little prop bets uh, competition that we're going to get into, but uh, whether they're on that sheet, Danny, or not, what are, what are some of the more popular prop bets? And I'll, I'll just tell you, I'm not gonna, I don't want to give all my secrets away, so I probably won't tell you where I'm leaning on a lot of them. But, uh, what are your favorites? Oh, yeah, we
1: don't, you don't have to make picks on here if you don't want to. And I don't, I was gonna say, but then I realized I'm being disagreeable a lot on this episode, but I'm, I'm over the commercials, I don't watch it for the commercials anymore. I don't really they the, attention maybe to the resident bad guy <laughs> yeah but i I honestly think that prop bets and the prop bet games and challenges are the new commercials I think I think 10 years ago everyone used to get excited for the commercials now I think people are getting excited for how long will the national anthem be or what color is the the Gatorade at the end that that to me is what sort of makes it extra things to watch for besides the commercials but I always like the national anthem one. Um, it's Eric church singing it with, I think a female vocalist and the over under is like right at two minutes. Um, the, here's the one I like the weekend. Who's a singer. Will his, Not last, time of... will his last song be an original or a cover.
0: That That's seems like some one.
1: insider knowledge.
0: If, he, if he's going to have a cover.
1: Well, that's the other thing is that these people can game it. Like Eric Church, couldn't he just go pl- place a super large bet on the over and just sing extra long? They usually
2: put limits on prop bets. Like you can't okay. put a million dollars on prop bets. Yeah. So Eric Church doesn't need an extra <laughs> yeah. $1,000. No.
1: Here's just the my a random one. Which will be higher? Kawhi Leonard he has a game that day, his points, rebounds, and assists or the number of pass attempts that Patrick Mahomes has.
2: Yeah. Like those are always really interesting to me on just who they choose to, to include in there, what stats they choose to include. Uh, and actually, I, actually, good. I just like those.
1: Yeah, and I, and I think I heard the other day that they don't do the Gatorade one anymore because there's been too many like where it's like green or something and then there's an argument was that yellow Gatorade or was that blue Gatorade? So I don't think that one's on the board. And this is just one random thing that I printed off, but you can find these things anywhere. Um, what I plan on doing is just just giving them out to my extended family and have everybody pick them and just do a little little kind of pool that way. It gives kids something uh, to look for and to pay attention to. And then, you know, a little introduction to gambling to them also. Um, but I don't know. Never guys got too early.
3: Can't start too early with that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. This
1: thing you guys are looking for on these prop bets.
2: Well, even something as simple as like, is it going to be heads or tails, especially for kids like that will be something that they can definitely pay attention to. Uh, yeah, it has I, to be
1: over one and a half Belichick.
2: See, that's I what that I was, was always super like. Low. I always like the the mentions one by the broadcasters. Like, I know Belichick was on that list, or uh, who gets mentioned first? Because uh, I think it's Jim Nance and Tony Romo. So it'd be like, what gets mentioned first, Giselle Bunchin or golf of any sort? Because like they're always talking about golf. So. Like those are the ones I think that are really fun because you're trying to predict. I know last year when we were going through these, we had a big discussion over uh, who the MVP would thank first, whether it be family, God, teammates, coach, like those I think are the more fun ones, the ones that aren't football related.
1: And a guy, a guy like Jim Nance, like he's, he knows what's going on so i can imagine him having having a little fun with some of these things too like the second time belichick is mentioned i could see him having like oh the over just hit there tony yeah (laughs) the only one will be happy to to hear me mention bill belichick one more time or just yeah
2: something like that (laughs) the only person that would know about it more would be like al michaels because al michaels is always talking about it's like or, oh, uh, there's some there's some people in Vegas that are pretty happy about that last touchdown.
1: Who is the guy super into gambling? He lives in Vegas now. He's retired. He was the dude that everyone says got pulled over for DUI in Lincoln after doing a game. He was an old oh Brett Musburger yeah like yeah. yeah. uh, he's super in tune to that stuff. Yeah he, he actually... left
2: he left mainstream college football to go do gambling.
1: Yeah. Well, that's your gambling uh, segment of the
2: Gambling of the Corner for
1: all you yeah, <laughs> high stakes.
2: Yep, our, our resident gambling expert.
0: <laughs> all right. As we move in, extra points. Anybody got an extra point? I know, Brandon, you mentioned you have an extra point, um, but we'll save you till the end. Uh, Kyle, Danny, real quick, an extra point.
2: I'd like to toss uh- mine over to Brandon. Yeah, I'll, I'll save all my time for Brandon. I'm in the process of watching my dog just tear up the house a little bit. So uh, I'm anxious to see Brandon tease it a little bit and said some of us might not be happy. So I'm assuming I'm a portion. Uh, of I that.
1: believe he said we may alienate 50% of our listeners. Yeah. So well, I can't which wait. I would assume
2: I would assume <laughs> it'd be the young 50% or the younger 50%. So I'm ready for it, Brandon.
1: We may...
3: I think it may even almost be more accurate to say I'm going to alienate myself from the whole Sing second community. <laughs> I might be the only person on the face of this planet, but this is I've had enough of it, had it up to here. I'm start. My heart is pounding. I don't know if you can hear it like through the speaker or through the microphone. It's like feels like it's beating through my chest. I'm getting so mad to thinking about it right now. Like, You know, kids bring home their thing, uh, their menu from school at elementary school, you know, and you look and see what they're having for lunch and everything. And we were talking about it the other day in this house, and then it got me all fired up, all irritated, all upset. And that is the mention of walking tacos. Can we just call a walking taco for what it is? It's a freaking taco south. In a goddamn chip bag, all right? Nobody wants it's to It's very go, good. But you don't order a taco. If somebody's like, hey, you want a taco salad? Nah, nah. I want just a regular taco. What, do I have to know, sit down to eat that? I don't want a salad. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, we're going we're gonna to trick the general public, and we're going to just put this salad in a bag and then call it a walking taco and act like it's this all freaking awesome thing. And I've had enough of the lies and the deceit. And uh, from now on, from this day forward, like this is the last time I will say walking taco. Done. It's now a Taco Salad in the back, is what it is.
1: And it's just—it's so good. It really it's makes the best. It—it it is the best uh, school lunch meal, though. I I've never walked just... around it. I've never walked around and ate one though. I always usually. It would sit. be
3: super inconvenient. I mean, yeah. chips are going to be falling through your fork. <laughs> you can't reach in the bag; it's hot. You know, I, the whole thing makes me mad and, uh, I taco salads in a bag irritate
1: me.
2: Yeah. I I think it's more of just the efficiency of the name. You got walking taco or you got to say taco salad in a bag. Oh,
1: it does provide an awesome vehicle though. When you, when you fill it all up in the bag, then you just hold it and you just crush everything up and then you dump it out on a plate and it is a nice taco salad. I think they'd sell more if they just said, yeah. An easy to eat taco salad. guys. Taco
3: salad. And it but we've been eating them in bowls. It's not like people go around with these taco salads in their hand and they're eating them with chopsticks. It's would like rather, this bag is some big innovative deal. And would you it's rather like, have a I
1: taco salad in a bag or one in a in a shell bowl. I would just rather eat a
3: taco. I to be honest, taco here's the new thing. Tacos <laughs> overrated as a food. I don't even really like tacos all that much because it's way too much. Here's a shell. Oh, here's my stuff. Oh, I'll sprinkle the cheese. Oh, I'll put a little of this in there. Eat it in like three bites. Way too much work. Like, I'm not going to go out and physically hunt and chase down and strangle a deer and then butcher it there and then make a burger out of it. That's way too much work uh, be a, so for the be nutrients I get from it. Deer burger, what have you. <laughs> But uh, tacos in general, make, I guess it just makes me mad and uh, first, too much effort. For- yeah,
2: first question here, because usually you do the taco in the bag and they're in the little, the little personalized chip bags, you know. Mm-hmm. Has anybody in the history of the world ever seen somebody eating a walking taco in the full-size Dorito bag? It'd be better. <laughs> oh, that would be great, because then you're not just holding it with one hand it'd almost be like you're holding up a, a, a child and you're like eating it out of the chip bag. You, you might could have a pound of road meat
1: trips. road trips. Yeah, you, have it, you get your pound of meat, you put it in the bag, you put all your toppings in, you roll it up and you just like, you eat some for lunch, you yeah. roll the bag back up, chip clip it. And then you wait till dinner. You're like, I'm going to have some more of that uh, bag taco salad. Yeah. And then you, you even offer it to your family. You like, guys, get a fork. If you want to dig in here, it's family. I'm gonna size. get a
3: bag and just put hamburger in it and be like, "Here, here you go. Here's your meal." And people are like, "What is this? Oh, it's a walking sloppy Joe. It's a walking Joe." And then they'll be like, "Oh my God, you! This is the most innovative thing I've ever heard." And-
2: that that actually was gonna be my next point, point. and it wasn't. It's not exactly it, but you brought up the food. Did any of you guys, or, or Brandon, Danny, you both have kids in elementary? Like, there was a stretch when I was in high school where we would have sloppy Joes, but because the sloppy Joe name is like copyrighted and what you couldn't call it a sloppy Joe. It was a ranch burger. And it's like, no, this isn't a ranch burger. This is a sloppy Joe. Like do they have sloppy Joes at, uh, at, uh, at your kids' public schools or do they call them something different?
1: I think I they know. just took
2: it off the menu completely because no one would eat them. You, we do this thing where they don't like them extra sloppy. No.
1: Have you ever heard of uh, Italian dunkers?
2: Yeah, we've had those.
1: Yep, those are bread with some melted cheese on it. Yeah, And you can dunk them in some cold marinara sauce. Those are Italian dunkers.
2: Always cold marinara.
0: (laughs)
1: And I actually do. I like school lunches. And I like walking (laughs) tacos. But I think you're right.
0: You like school lunches, Danny? That is the boldest take i've ever heard so you're that guy
1: a, a who when
0: sodexo sends out an email about staff appreciation you're gonna jump on that list and eat
1: school lunch resident sodexo connoisseur <laughs> not not anymore there's too many kids down there
2: yeah i'm with you though danny i i love myself a good good school lunch get the trays you get the trays with the six spots on them uh yeah. And
1: I, I know how to, I know how to maximize value. Like th- when they used to have like the free fixing bar, like I knew how to game that where you got more, the most food possible. I was always very nice to the people <laughs> who worked there. So they'd always give me a little bit extra. And it was like, there was a string of time there where <clears throat> I could, I could be well fed for like a dollar 50 a day. Yep. <laughs> it was back when I taught middle school and I could just pull the, like, just walk to the front of the line be like, excuse me, kids. Like I'm, no. I'm an adult around here, and for some reason, like now teaching high school, I just don't feel like fighting through that crowd and like you know pulling. Because they move. could beat you up. Is that what it is? They probably could. A lot of them, if they wanted to, it'd be and
2: it'd be on video, so they'd probably get in trouble. Yeah, you know, and the the best like because I actually think the last school lunches are good, and they're people who look down on on them just live in a higher class of people than i do apparently but the one even the best thing about it with that fixing bar uh you can like because they don't charge you for a lettuce salad so you can load up on lettuce but if there is something there that you don't quite like then there's always an unlimited amount of ranch or or dorsey lynch dressing that you just just drain everything in there and everything tastes good the free fixings yep and I don't know what Andy's
1: th- like why he's being snobby. He for breakfast he pours like some dry cereal in like a plastic cup and walks around with it. That
0: was walking. He cereal. He has, walking, he has cereal. A walking cereal.
1: Walking
0: breakfast. That, that was first semester, Andy. I've grown up now. I, I do uh I do a nice healthy uh cliff bar. So I get my nutrients. <laughs> You're
1: supposed to drink a lot of water with those, by the way.
0: I do. I, I drink a liquid IV. Um, it's, it's, it's all the rage on the on the interweb, and uh, I, I drink a ton of water on top of that, so I'm just trying to be a better human
1: in 2021, you know? Sp- speaking of breakfast, I owe Kyle two breakfast burritos, and I need to get to bed early because I'm going to try to
2: snag him one of those tomorrow. <laughs> nice. I keep, keep expecting it every once in a while, but... I just want you guys to know the streak is still alive. I have consistently beat Danny to school this entire semester. Nope,
1: not where were you this morning? Your room was dark when I entered
2: today. I was over in uh, our friend Joshua Brooks' room.
1: Doesn't so count. About, you gotta go in you gotta go in there and turn the lights on so it looks like you've been the
2: you've door been was there. open. The, no, it wasn't. You're right. I did carry my bag straight there. Had important <laughs> business to talk with uh joshua Brooke about so that's where i was still there earlier so except I you, the streak uh, continues
1: speaking of family-sized bags of walking taco i bet you joshua h brook has has made that at some point in his life
2: hauser you bet i, I believe it yeah.
0: all right so make sure you do follow us on instagram at sing second twitter at sing second pod And whether you watch the Super Bowl for the games, the prop bets, or commercials, there's one thing that holds true. We all sing second this week.